if someone's judging you based off of what you look like or you're scared to, you know, embrace your physical appearance because you're scared of what someone might say about you, that says more about them than it does about you. Mm. Because, you know, if you're confident in what you look like, it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say. And if people want to judge me for being confident and being excited to say all of my nationalities, and that's their own problem, you know? There was a point in time somewhere up in the ethers when your soul decided to incarnate into the human body you are currently soaking in this episode through. Each of us here on a unique mission with the same goal in mind to experience a life here on earth to its maximum potential. When your soul synthesizes into this journey of being human, patterns get to be broken, purpose gets to be activated, and your power gets to be harnessed. This podcast is for anyone who is emerging, which by definition means to become known. Here, we will discuss the many layers and paths of getting to know who you are at the core by seeking truth, embodying your higher self, and working with many modalities that will support you on your spiritual journey. My name is Kayla Bruton, your host, an old soul, a visionary, a bridge between many worlds, a mentor, and a creatrix. Welcome to the Soul Synthesis Podcast. My intention for this podcast is to walk alongside you as you emerge into all you are destined to become in this lifetime, cultivating conversations that will speak directly to your soul. So take a deep breath and allow your soul to synthesize with the transmissions of today's episode. The Soul Synthesis Podcast is a production of Podcast & Co. We are actually doing this. And I'm really excited for this conversation today because I might be a little biased, but I think I have my favorite guest on the podcast right now. (laughs) I have my younger sister, Alyssa, here with me on the podcast. She is the manifestation queen, my first best friend. We've been trauma bonded, but now we're healing bonded. And I have learned so much from her and I'm really excited to just have someone on the show who knows me better probably than anyone else on this planet does because we've actually done life together since I was two years old. So (laughs) Alyssa, I'm so happy to have you on. Hello everyone. (laughs) Happy to be here. So share just with all the listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do. Tell us. So obviously my name is Alyssa Bruin. (laughs) I'm 22 years old and I'm a content creator. I create mental health and spirituality content on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, I just launched my own candle company called 821, and yeah, I live all the way in Florida now, which is a thousand miles away from my sister, but (laughs) (laughs) I had to do this episode in person with her, and so I'm really grateful that we get to have this conversation today, and I just want to kind of preface this conversation with a little bit more of what my intention is in having you on today. And some of the previous episodes that have went out are a little bit of my story and what it's been like to 
be a multiracial, multicultural woman who has never been able to check one box and something very unique and super special about Alyssa and I is that we come from the same mom and dad and present very different and are existing in two very different bodies. And from that, we've been able to have extremely different experiences in the world, even though our DNA is pretty much matched. (laughs) comes from the same two people but we look very different (laughs) yes yes I I want to just like share a story we were reminiscing a little bit in preparation for this episode and I don't remember what year it was but we were on the bus together in like elementary school Mm -hmm. and we've gotten a lot of times that people don't think that we're sisters but we're related somehow do you remember the story with the little boy who like was so confused that we were we were even sisters i don't i remember us talking about it the other day i don't remember it happening but i'm not like surprised because i feel like we've had so many of those instances a lot of people say that we sound the same yeah but we look completely different so they're confused if we're like cousins or siblings or what but right right yeah Yeah, so this little boy on the bus I just remember in elementary school this is probably the first interaction where I like probably like looked at my sister and was like oh yeah we are a little different because I never saw anything that was like different between us you're just my sister my best friend like Mm -hmm. we didn't really grow up in a household where it was like anything about our skin color like Mm -hmm. we were raised to embrace all of of what we were and so this little boy was like oh so your dad had you Kayla and your mom had and we were in like second grade and your mom had you right Alyssa and this like little boy's mind couldn't comprehend how we could have the same parents and look look nothing (laughs) yeah and look nothing alike so before we get into the conversation about our experiences as just mixed women as sisters and more specifically your experience I have this question I ask every single guest who comes on so I'm honestly really curious as your sister like what your answer is going to be for this question but Liz why do you think or what do you know to be true as the reason that your soul synthesized into this human experience why why are you here in this lifetime well like i had mentioned earlier and plenty of time so sometimes i just don't be knowing why i'm here i don't know like why i chose this specific life path but other times it's very clear to me that I definitely am sure that I am here to spread light and love to others. Maybe that is just my purpose, period, Mm -hmm. just to spread light. But yeah, I don't know. I think just to heal people. I definitely know that I'm a healer, for sure. That's Mm -hmm. something that I've became very clear on. But I don't know. Certain experiences that I have, I'm just like, why did I choose this life? But you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know. I think that's something that's like super common and i'm curious what do you think is your way of spreading light like how have you feel like you've done that so far in this life well whether it's in real life with like family and friends i feel like i've always been someone who's tried to like spread positivity and peace and 
hear other people out and see everyone's perspectives. So I think in a way that's just spreading light to the people around me. And then definitely through my work as a content creator, that's just been my goal since I started creating content is Mm -hmm. to, you know, spread light to as many people as I possibly can. And yeah, I kind of do that through being just very authentic in how I live and what I share with other people just to let people know that they're not alone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely notice that your approach in in spreading light or just, like, the energy that you bring to our family and just the dynamic even between us is, like, well, here's the positive outlook. Or, like, mm-hmm. or you can think about it. Perspective. This- yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Always. Like, here's this way you can look at it or you can look at it that way and it's always a more like uplifting or empowering way to see things mm-hmm. and that is like really reflective in in your content as well yeah. so like you were saying like speaking to perspective like I I want to know and I'm sure everyone listening wants to know a little bit deeper just your experience and your perspective of what is it like just being completely like straightforward and honest and like what is it like to be a multi-racial woman who is white passing who doesn't necessarily carry many characteristics of what america would say are a black person right and knowing like even mixed girl qualities i feel like yeah straight hair have that yeah so <laughs> like skin talk yeah. about that talk about your identity like what what is that experience like for you So, like, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, it's a constant identity crisis. Like, even, like, till this day, like, it's something that I have never fully figured out. I have noticed that a lot of people see me as, like, Hispanic rather than mixed. Like, a lot of people are surprised when I tell them I have black in me. (laughs) But... Yeah, I don't know. It's a very confusing thing because, like, I've had friends who, you know, just see me as, like, white. And I'm like, but that's not all that I am. Like, Mm -hmm. I have multiple different nationalities. And I don't know. It's a a weird thing because I'm also the lightest out of all of our siblings, too. So I know that I'll... There's certain experiences that I won't have that they will, and it's a weird thing <laughs> to be, like, a white passing and be mixed. Constant identity crisis, that's how I would describe it. Yeah, what would you say are the things that make you feel more separated from maybe parts of your culture? Is it, like, the way that you look or the way that you speak or the friends that you have? Like, what's the thing that makes you, like... Yeah, I I actually don't really fit in a category. I think not, not I wouldn't say the way that I speak. Definitely the way that I look because like we said I'm white passing. Um mm-hmm. but and yeah, the friends that I have for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course like I have black friends and I have Hispanic friends and Asian friends, but like majority of my friends are lighter skinned like mm-hmm. I am and it's just such a weird thing to be like a mixed girl white passing yeah but you know like I some points I feel like disconnected with certain parts of 
who I am. Mm-hmm. So, and I never really feel like I fit in one specific category. I actually posted a TikTok a while ago, and it was like when you're too Hispanic for <laughs> Caucasian people, but too Caucasian for Hispanic people, like. It's like I never feel like I fully fit in with one group. Yeah. Which is, you know, back to what I said, a constant identity crisis. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. misplacing yeah. almost. Do you feel like there's anything that's empowering about it? Like knowing that you always have a different perspective on things and like it is very mm-hmm. disconnecting and like I don't fit in a box and I, I can't just fit in with one group and I'm too much of this for one person and too much of that for another person what's that other perspective that I know you have that's allowed you to have different types of friends to have different types of conversations to still show up authentically versus like I don't fit any in anywhere so I need to like mold myself to fit into this group so that I can feel more comfortable so what would you say is like the empowering perspective or the other side of the fact that you don't check a box and you don't just have you know one type of friend group yeah you know how like little kids just like see past color like they don't like that story about the little boy like he was probably genuinely curious like Mm -hmm. why were kids don't see color really and I feel like I'm like a little kid like that's the empowering part like I don't I see past what people look like on the outside Mm -hmm. like I more so look at people's personality and their energy and Mm -hmm. their auras rather than what they look like because I think that's the more empowering part of it yeah yeah what would you say to the person this perspective has been quite common of the people who are like you can't say I don't see color What would you say to that person? Because essentially what you're saying is, like, it's not about the skin that you're in, actually. And there are people who are like, I see no color. And they're like, that's ignorant. You can't speak like that. Like, it depends on the circumstance. I feel like in certain aspects, Mm -hmm. you can't just, like, ignore somebody's skin color in certain aspects. Like, not in a bad way. But like I said before, there's certain experiences that you'll have that I won't have. And in that way, you can't ignore somebody's color but like in every other way we are all just humans and souls in a human body so I feel like when it comes down to like it depends on the context really Mm -hmm. on what I would say to them because there is certain aspects where that type of person is right Mm -hmm. what would you say would be something like that that's the thing about being mix and being white passing is that I don't know what the experiences are to be honest that like you like I don't what is something that you feel like you experience I'm gonna flip Mm -hmm. the question on to you because I don't know like I really don't know what's something that you think you experience that I don't Mm. being darker skinned than me because I know that there is experiences that you have that aren't what I experienced, but I don't experience them. So like, I don't know. Right. Right. That's interesting. The first thing that comes to mind for me is similar to what you're saying, actually, which is why I think that there is an underlying truth for multicultural, multiracial people is that I'm never like enough of one category. Mm-hmm. And the way that that experience is, is for me is a little different in that, like, I remember moments of being in high school and, 
you know, going to have a conversation with a, like with a black girl. And because I'm not as dark skinned or I don't have hair like that person, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have extensions or braids or weave or like anything like that, then I'm automatically kind of like met with an attitude by some, not all, but like that yeah, has been course. my experience, like just a dismissive attitude because it's, they can't figure out what I am. They can't figure out what box to put me in. I've been told like, you don't talk like a black girl. Right. And it's almost like that is more expected of me because of my skin color for Mm -hmm. me to veer more towards acting black or acting like a woman of color would act Mm -hmm. versus like what I see maybe flipped back to you is like there's not that expectation of like you should be acting more black because no part of you from the outside, allow someone to put that expectation on you. I feel like, like, this is the thing about being, like, black, Hispanic, Middle Eastern, like, everything. Yeah. Is that, like, no, I don't get those experiences as you would, like, people assuming you to speak one way because you look more African-American. I get the experience where people assume that I speak Spanish because Mm. I look Hispanic. So, like, (laughs) and then when I sound like a gringa, like, they're like, like, oh, like, those people will literally start speaking Spanish to me, and I'm like, no comprendo. Like, I don't, I don't, I need to learn Spanish. It's definitely something that I want to do, but, yeah, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because, but it's funny because we're the same exact nationalities and everything, but people expect you to talk like a black girl and people mm-hmm. expect me to speak Spanish and, yeah. like, yeah, we don't do either of those <laughs> things. So, like, I don't know. It's just... it's Being mixed is weird. I think sure. it's the effort of the person interacting with us that is trying to put us in a box. Mm-hmm. So we essentially become an enigma. We become this exotic thing that can't be I've been told (laughs) yeah rare different exotic like I've been called Mm -hmm. all of those words and told like you're from somewhere else like just completely outplaced like from another planet kind of thing because their brain can't put me in a box right and as humans we want to do that all the time is put people in boxes but like you really can't like the box that we fit in is being mixed. Like, yeah. That's what it is. Because yeah. there's other mixed people out there that have the same exact experiences as us, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's weird. That's exactly what I wanted these conversations to start bringing light to, is, like, there is a group of people that exist that don't fit in a box. Right. And know that there's more to them than one side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I was going to say is the last job that I worked at, I had a lot of moments where people would say that I'm a fake Hispanic, that I'm not actually black because I don't look it, Mm. you know, even just like saying that I'm Lebanese. But do you speak Arabic? No. (laughs) Like, so you're not actually Middle Eastern. Have you ever been to Russia? No. But, like, it's, like, okay, I don't, like, yeah, you know, like, people just say, like, you're fake this, you're not full this. It's, like, okay, then what am I? Mm-hmm. And then it's just in yeah. the next girl. <laughs> yeah. In that box. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, it's it's almost like I'm noticing this narrative almost of like if you haven't done certain things related to a culture or an ethnicity, mm-hmm. you are suddenly deemed less than. Yes. If you don't speak it, if you don't sound like it, if you've never visited it, if you don't know certain foods from it, mm-hmm. those kinds of things where not every multicultural family carries ancestral traditions forward Mm -hmm. and something we've also spoken about is like we are hispanic and our our mom's dad is 100 percent puerto rican puerto rican was born in puerto rico and he was adopted Mm -hmm. so there's actually only so much we can know about our lineage from that side that's one angle right then we have our dad's father who grew up in Georgia, like, a black man who married a, quote, white woman. She's Lebanese and Russian. And we don't know who his biological father is to be Mm -hmm. able to trace back what is our lineage in Africa. Like, what parts of Africa? That's a continent. It's not a country. Like, what parts of Africa are we connected to? So it leaves us feeling, like, disconnected with certain parts of our culture. Yes. And especially being, like, with our Puerto Rican side, like, we didn't know our, our mom's biological dad until we were maybe, like, teenagers. Like, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. So it's, like... We can only be so connected with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I think there's a narrative, too, in mixed couples and multiracial families of... Like, I've seen the narrative of, like, the white mom and the black dad and, like, the dad's not around. Mm -hmm. or, Or vice versa, right? Like, one parent is not around or someone in the household is missing. Mm -hmm. And I think that only amplifies the experience for some mixed people because not only is society telling you you're less than because you don't fit in a category and they can't put you in a box but you really are disconnected and being told you're less than Mm -hmm. because you don't have the roots or the connection to to a certain part of of who you are and it kind of puts us in this place of like well, what part of myself do I want to embrace today? Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's almost like the ultimate shapeshifter. Like, right. I can wear my hair curly one day. I can straighten it the next day. I can, you know, just have my locks out. Like, you can straighten your hair. You could wear it wavy. Like, mm-hmm. you can sit in the t- sun for a couple hours and look a little more Hispanic if you want. Like, right. there's there's things about having so many different ethnicities literally running through our DNA that are also gifts. Mm-hmm. Like the way that we get to express ourselves and the way we dress and the way we show up, like, it's pulling pieces of so many different backgrounds as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely good parts to it, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say, for us growing up, like, we had both our mom and our dad in the picture mm-hmm. and even had, you know, our stepmom as well. So we had a connection to Hispanic Poor, roots, yeah. just not biologically. Right. And so what would you say were some of the gifts for us, you know, we have other siblings as well, just growing up in such a mixed family, like thinking bigger than just our siblings and like our mom, like mom and dad's house. But like, Mm -hmm. what would you say are some of the gifts that came from growing up in such a mixed, 
dynamic. The first thing that's coming to mind for me is like our family gatherings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a different vibe at our grandma's house on our mom's side than our mm-hmm. grandma's house on our dad's side. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I love the b- vibe at both of them, you know what I mean? But it's, like, different mm-hmm. cultures, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. The way we interact on both yeah. sides is different. Yeah. I would say just, like, the, I don't know, the vibes. Mm-hmm. The vibes are good. They're different. <laughs> both. Like, that's such a general thing to say, but seriously, like, I don't know if anyone's ever been to our family gatherings before, like, mm-hmm. notice the difference between the two sides of the family and they're both good vibes but yeah. it's very different from each other yeah what know? what would you say to just taking people a little bit deeper into that of like almost every like you go visit the dad's side of the family versus the mom's excuse me for a little interruption in today's episode if you have resonated with any of the content you have consumed through the soul synthesis podcast thus far That means you are one of many walking this path, wanting to heal, to evolve, to grow, to emerge in your journey of being human. And what I know to be true is that doing that type of work in community is where we get to amplify our experience. Community is the catalyst to truly embodying all that your soul desires to become in this lifetime. It is where you're presented with mirrors of all of the places that you have grown and evolved and become your highest self already, as well as moments of reflection from those you are in community with of where you get to heal and you get to clean and clear up anything that's keeping you from that next level of higher self embodiment. So if the mission of this show, supporting humans as they synthesize deeper into their experience through plant medicine, through spirituality, through energetics, is a mission that you resonate with on a soul level, I invite you to come on over to the Soul Synthesis Podcast Instagram, give us a follow, and let me know that you're there. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to cultivate an even more deep, profound connection and community with the listeners of this show. Again, thank you so much for being here. I honor your journey and your ability to show up to receive the transmissions of each of these episodes. So it's probably likely that anyone who like, you know, goes to visit with their mom and their, their mom's side of the family versus their dad's side of the family, they're going to feel a different vibe, like both sides. And I definitely think it's a gift that on both sides, we've been able to like connect and feel seen and be included. And like, some people feel like the odd one out in their family and no matter like what we look like or how we present or what we're doing with our lives like both sides of our family have always been very supportive and that's been something that's such like a gift for for the two of us in different ways what would you say from the lens of being like mixed what would you say makes the sides different right so we've got our mom's side of the family 
Mm-hmm. That's that's our, our white side, let's say, right? They're Italian and Puerto Rican. No one's really looking Puerto Rican over there, though. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, on our dad's side, you would assume that that side of the family is more Hispanic. Yeah. And that side is black, Russian, and Lebanese. So what would you say from the lens of being mixed makes the sides of the family different? There's a lot of different, like, little things. Just, like, the music that is played at the family gatherings. That's that's another thing about being mixed is, mm-hmm. like, if you look through my playlists on Spotify, I got every type of music in there. Like, <laughs> like it's not just one specific type of music that I listen to, but that's definitely something, like, you will not hear country playing at our dad's side of the family family gatherings we may be on our mom's side you will yeah you know yeah or like rock and roll yeah (laughs) but like i vibe with all the music so i like it all yeah the food like if we're gathering for a holiday there's definitely different types of food served Mm -hmm. our family activities that we do yeah it's really the the cultural aspects and it's funny because that's something I've I think I've learned about in school is like what makes up a culture like the food the music mm-hmm. maybe the way that they dress like there's right. those are things that that create culture right and with with that at the same time right like we've we've have we have these two very different worlds that we get we've gotten to experience our entire lives mm-hmm. and something that comes to mind is like going away to college for the two of us and just like what like simply just walking into new spaces a new job like a new school like whatever it is that element of like culture shock or not really quote like fitting in wasn't something that for me like yeah. yeah it like wasn't like paralyzing because we had been exposed to such different worlds our entire lives that, like, we could almost mm-hmm. connect with or, like, vibe with... Anyone. Anyone and yeah. hold a conversation with anyone. Yeah, which is very, like... Yeah, very rare for people. I mean, obviously, if you're mixed, they're, like, that was your situation growing up. Mm-hmm. Obviously not. But, yeah, like, there's a lot of people that are just exposed to their one culture growing up like since we were born we were around two different two completely different you know cultures and it's definitely true like going into college or going into a new job like you just see past all of that you know you just kind of vibe with who you vibe with and it's not really like you feel left out from anything I don't know yeah it's weird because it's like you don't feel left out and you can vibe with anyone, but, like, in certain ways you do feel left out because you're, like... There's no one else like me either. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we have to pick and choose between what parts of ourselves come forward depending on what group of people we're in. Yeah. And it's a gift that we can be in different groups of people and there's a part of us that can fit in with each group of people, mm-hmm. but it's only sometimes it's our full selves. Right. Only sometimes it's every part of who we are mm-hmm. that gets to be brought to the table and be a part of the conversation. Definitely. And it's it's just interesting, like, even, even in that, like, I am curious 
for you because so often I have conversations with other friends and just people who are, you know, people of color or, or mixed and majority of the time the people I've had conversations with are of color to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. And so you are always the one that comes to mind for me of like, we have the same mom and dad. So like all of these rules and societal boxes that people put even mixed people in, like my sister defies actually all of those too. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I'm curious because that is something that like, you, like you're not walking around, woe is me. You know what I mean? There's a part of you that's like, yeah, this shit is confusing. Mm-hmm. But you still show up. You put yourself all over TikTok and social media, creating content. Like, mm-hmm. you're not hiding behind actually anything. Yeah, no. And I've never, you've never even, I don't think, went through a phase of, and you do my hair this way. I had a lot of that. Like, right. do my hair this way or dress this way. Like, it's always mm-hmm. been like, this is what how Alyssa wants to express herself and show up. Right. Tell me about that confidence. Like, where does where does that come from? I mean, okay. The only thing... I've just always wished that I've had curly hair, like, mm-hmm. my whole life, like my siblings do, because I am the only one out of my siblings with straight hair. But, like, that's not me trying to fit into a certain box of being mixed or whatever. I've just always wished that my hair was curly because their hair is so beautiful and... Their curls are so pretty and I just have straight hair. But other than that, I don't know. I think it's just like, I just embrace all parts of me and being able to connect with all different people. Yeah, I've never really went through any phases where I'm trying to be, you know, one part of me more than the other. I kind of just like, am like, yeah. I'm this and this and this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'll give you the whole list. So, yeah, I, like, actually, like, enjoy listing all my nationalities to people because, like, people just look at me and they're like, what are you? I'm like, I'm actually a lot of things and this and this and this. And they're like, wow. Like, I just love watching people's faces being so shocked when I tell them yeah. everything. So, like, I enjoy that. Like, and I never really felt like I need to be or look any different type of way to fit in because, yeah, I don't know. I know you went through a phase. Yeah. (laughs) She turned into a white girl for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, totally, like, product of my environment, right? Like, I had, I straightened my hair, it was blonde, like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that was also influenced by me caring about what other people who mattered to me wanted me to look like right that was a part of it as well I really took that to like took that to heart when you know and I would ask it was me trying to find out where I fit like do you like my hair straight or do you like it curly and like I would really run with whatever their answer was Mm -hmm. if it was someone that I I valued or they mattered to me at the time but I also feel like I don't know in a way that's kind of going back to what we said earlier about how you'll have experiences that I won't Mm -hmm. like I don't know in a way that's essentially you dyeing your hair blonde and straightening it every day and trying to fit in with a you know lighter skin group of people like I'm already have I already have straight hair and light Mm -hmm. skin so it's like Mm -hmm. like also at the same time I feel like there's a lot of like There's a lot of 
white people out there that try to, you know, like getting like spray tans or like, yeah, I had my little arrow where I was using self tan, but that's because I just get so pale in the winter time. So it was also because you were like doing modeling. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's also true. I needed to be a little, you know, have a little more color for modeling, but yeah, I don't like getting spray tans and like self tanning is not a habitual thing for me like mm-hmm. it is for some like yeah, yeah it's, I don't, it's, so it's almost like and I, I see this a lot and I think it's something that like really get, needs to be said more every human this is like something I, I've talked about plenty of times on the show the ego the part of us that always wants what we don't have and always is like well this could be better and right. is constantly looking at the lack perspective of things versus feeling so fulfilled mm-hmm. and it's very common that I'll see like the lighter skin person or the white person white passing person because not everyone who you know has light skin is, is just white right? right like that's the point of this conversation <laughs> but like they they want the darker skin they want to get the tan and then the darker skin people those with more melanin in their bodies are bleaching their skin, are dyeing their hair, are burning their hair. And this is not all people. She's not. Yes. Like, but this is this is no a societal way. thing right. of like one side wants something else. I remember like being on our mom's side of the family, our like white side of the family, and like everyone, you know, talking about how tan they got, like our aunts or our cousins talking mm-hmm. about how tan they were. And then like I would like put my arm in to compare. And it was a joke, yeah. but it was like little <laughs> things like that of like why do you want to have skin my color? Like, your skin is also okay. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there is, I think, always going to be that, like, oh, well, I wish I had that. Like, right. what what you don't have is, mm-hmm. like, there's always going to be a part of that. What would you say to the woman who's listening to this who can't necessarily resonate with the, I've always just done what works for me. I never really felt like I had to fit in a box or, or you know, receive people's acceptance like you're so like I'm gonna be me and I love listing everything that I am and I love Mm -hmm. seeing the looks on people's faces and to others that's like intimidating and they shut down and they'd rather be in a a shell and hide away because it's it's too much right so for someone who is having trouble embracing their identity Mm -hmm. essentially you being this person who's confident in that what would you say to someone who who's maybe like I want to get to that spot where I'm like, yeah, this is what I am. And I fucking own that. Right. Embrace it. Embrace your human body. (laughs) That Mm. is what I would say. Because at the end of the day, we're all just in a meat suit. It doesn't matter what color you are, what hair you have, if you have any hair. It's just like embrace what you look like. Be confident in who you are. And yeah, like I said, at the end of the day, you're just in a meat suit. So it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. what you look like and if, if someone's judging you based off of what you look like or you're scared to you know embrace your physical appearance because you're scared of what someone might say about you that says more about them than it does about you mm. because you know if you're confident in what you look like it's, it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say and if people want to judge me for being confident and being excited to say all of my nationalities and that's their own problem you know mm-hmm. like they uh, yeah what would you say for someone who's like yes okay Alyssa, i'm here for it i'm ready to start building that confidence 
Mm-hmm. What's one thing that you've done to amplify your confidence? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, as silly and cringy as it might sound to some people, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Maybe it's not cringy to you. But I will literally, like, look at my look at myself in the mirror and just be like, you're a bad bitch. Like, literally just talk to yourself in the mirror. Mm. Like, the amount of times that I've told my friends to literally, like, I've literally forced my friends to say that they're a bad bitch out loud to themselves before. Because, like, affirmations, your words are so powerful. And, like, maybe you're not comfortable saying it out loud. Okay. Write them down. You know, or if you're alone driving in your car or if you're home alone one day, just literally talk out loud to yourself and say affirmations out loud to yourself because confidence is literally a mindset. If you trick your brain into thinking that you're the shit, you are the shit. Like, it's literally a mindset and like how you think, you know, if you're thinking negative things about yourself, then you're going to come off as insecure. But if you talk to yourself and tell yourself that you're a baddie she's a baddie she knows she's (laughs) then you know that's what you are if i say i'm a bad bitch i'm a bad bitch (laughs) you know (laughs) literally like affirmations that would be my advice to you say some affirmations to yourself as as crazy as you might feel at first and even if you don't believe it about yourself if you constantly say it to yourself and repeat it over and over, you you will trick your brain into thinking it because, you know, words are powerful. But yeah, yeah. So, and I'm gonna put my coach hat a little bit on, not towards you, but towards towards everyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. I, I don't wear my coaching hat for my sister. Sometimes you do. Know. <laughs> only when yeah. it's only when it's asked. Now, <laughs> I want to speak to what Alyssa is saying around affirmations and being able to speak up for your like about yourself in the mirror in your car whatever it may be using your voice just in general that's something that I have witnessed as a strength in Alyssa in the way that she processes even is like voice note app in your phone like Mm -hmm. and you record yourself and your voice is oh is what's supportive and and healing for you and there are people Right. If we if we were to look at like the chakra system, right? Solar plexus is right at your your rib cage and that's your confidence. Then you have your heart and then your throat. Mm-hmm. And so for people who are not feeling confident, it makes a lot of sense if we look at that as a full energy channel, why they can't use their voice right. because they don't feel confident mm-hmm. to then evoke, you know, words and words, vibration yeah. to come out. And so for the person who's listening to this who's like that's uncomfortable lean into the discomfort is my invitation lean into the discomfort what is your brain saying is the reason that you can't use your voice alone in your car or alone looking at yourself in the mirror what's Mm -hmm. the reason why is it uncomfortable get curious about that because right there is the answer to your block to confidence Mm -hmm. i'll sound stupid there's no point this isn't true what is your brain saying is why you can't use your voice because Mm -hmm. that is going to show you why you don't feel confident in yourself that's you being on to yourself that's you really getting you know gaining some self-awareness yes (laughs) being introspective of like why is there a block there Mm -hmm. and so 
it's like can how we can take what Alyssa's sharing even a little bit deeper there's something else you wanted to add related to this so another thing that you can also do for those of you that might not feel like you're comfortable speaking out loud to yourself or you're not at that point yet like I said, like writing affirmations down, but if you go on YouTube and search morning affirmations or affirmations for this, there's so many videos of other people's voices that record affirmations, like, and they'll say like a million affirmations in one video. You can literally play those out loud and listen to those too. Um, Mm. Obviously, I'm to the point, I used to listen to those, to be honest. I used to listen to those in the morning, at night, like falling asleep. They're kind of like guided meditations, but with affirmations instead. I got to the point where I made my own video and I fall asleep to that every single night. I recorded myself saying affirmations and put like frequency behind it. And that is the video that I listen to falling asleep every night because when you hear affirmations in your own voice, it's more powerful. But somewhere where you can start with affirmations and like actually hearing them instead of just reading them after you write them is if you look it up on YouTube. So that's definitely a tip I would recommend if you're trying to gain some confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whether it's not being able to tune into your own voice and use that to, to affirm or you just start getting yourself comfortable with hearing those things, right? Maybe you didn't grow up hearing anything like that and so when you allow yourself the space to just become familiar with the vibration of words like that of affirmations that's that's when you can really start to anchor in and and activate some some confidence and some Mm self-empowerment so kind of concluding our conversation today I want to come full circle a bit back to just being a mixed woman who has had a very different lens on the world. And I think even just listening to you share here with me, it's so simple. Like, everything you've shared. So everyone who's listening, like, having having Alyssa on, like, is a reminder to me, and I hope it can be for everyone else, that, like, it actually, it can be that simple. And if your brain, this whole conversation has been like, well, what if? Or, like, you know, and... I'm a very big advocate for it is that deep and like taking things like 10 layers deeper and, and, and things like that. And at the same time, like simplicity is key when it comes to healing and embracing yourself, just keeping it easy because that's how we can actually really start to embrace all parts of ourselves. It doesn't have to be so complicated. We are two women sitting here with five different ethnicities that we know of, you know, between just our, our parents really speaking so simply about the human experience and we've got multiple kinds of backgrounds and cultures running through through our blood Mm -hmm. so for the person who maybe can't relate to Mm -hmm. what we're sharing about the lens that we see the world through Mm -hmm. what is something that you wish people could just know or have an understanding of or just open their heart to a little bit Mm-hmm. for women who are mixed, women who are the ones who just can't check one box. I guess just keeping in mind that there's kind of always that factor of us feeling like, I mean, maybe this doesn't go for every mixed person. I don't know. I mean, majority of mixed people that I've talked to can relate to this, but just always that factor of 
not feeling like you fully fit in, I guess just knowing that and keeping that in the back of your mind and there's not necessarily, you can't do anything to change that, you know? Mm -hmm. It always helps to like, like this podcast probably just opened people's perspectives to how we kind of see the world and that's, Mm -hmm. that's all that I could really ask of other people is Mm -hmm. to, you know, see our perspective on things, you know, and understand it a little bit and that's like we can't do they can't do anything to change how we feel in Mm -hmm. certain situations but you know just being I think just being open to seeing our perspective on it and I think this podcast episode might have opened a lot of people's eyes to you know how it is to be mixed and I'm sure there's experiences that other people have that are once one specific you know ethnicity or nationality whatever that they have that we don't understand you know because we'll never understand what it's like to just be one thing yeah so like you know just being open to our outlook just as we're open to theirs yeah yeah 100 percent. i think this conversation is definitely an opportunity to tune into what perspectives have you had on the world and how can you open yourself up to embracing others people's perspectives on the world and in what ways are you not embracing yourself fully right maybe it's not race maybe it's not your ethnicities your culture or anything of that nature but there's aspects of who you are your personality the things you enjoy your passions that you have yet to bring to light that you've yet to express and Alyssa coming here on the show to just speak to and be an embodiment of what it's like to be confident in who you are at the core despite the confusion, despite the not enoughness or the not fitting in any box. Let that be a mirror for you of what's possible Mm -hmm. no matter what body you're in. So... Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I was I was so excited to just have a a refreshing perspective that that's not my own that has lived within the same family and and shares DNA with me and are are completely different life experiences, yeah. yeah. Yes. And just between two people who have so much in that are that is similar between one another we are also very different mm-hmm. and i think that it is a gift to give to anyone to share our bond this conversation so is there any kind of last words before we we wrap up related to to this topic no i don't think so feeling good <laughs> feeling complete yeah so I good said everything i need to say <laughs> you're like i did the thing i love it so it's my first podcast ever guys <laughs> <laughs> i love it there wouldn't be anywhere else i would want you to be on a podcast first actually <laughs> i know i'm excited i never took up any of the other opportunities that i had to be on people's podcasts i've always been so nervous but like we're chilling just a conversation i love it i love it so just sharing with everyone who's listening if you kind of felt connected to Alyssa's story, her journey, if you desire to have a light in your life who can be a mirror for 
embodied confidence, empowerment, and a perspective shift. Alyssa, what is the ways that people can connect with you and they can be a part of your world? So through all of my social media platforms, which will all be in the show notes. So we got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. definitely the way I would love to connect with you all. Also, if you're interested in buying homemade candles, <laughs> 821 brand on Instagram. We will also put that in the show notes too. Yes. Yep. All the information <laughs> for every kind of venture that my sister is taking on. So she is a YouTuber where all of her messages and her wisdom come through through her personal experiences. So we'll drop the link to her YouTube channel, her Instagram and TikTok. And I'm going to shout out 821 just a little bit more here. This is a homemade with love high vibe product that vegan, yes, soy (laughs) wax, all the things that my sister makes. And they, of course, are related to her mission in spreading light and spreading love through even just the energy and the scents and the names of of the candles that she's created will allow you to just anchor in a little bit more prosperity, abundance, wealth, love, energy, all of those things into your home. And I'm really just proud, big sister moment, proud of of what she's created, what she's doing, and I'm just honored to be walking this path of of spreading light together. Thank you for being here, Liz. Of course. (laughs) Bye. If you have made it this far into this episode or maybe this far into the journey of Soul Synthesis as a show itself, I first want to thank you and I also want to invite you in as applications have been reopened for the one-on-one Emerge experience. This is a four-month one-on-one program where I work intimately and closely with you on your journey of becoming your higher self. This is my original OG offer and the way that I deeply enjoy supporting women as they learn who they truly are at the core and then allow themselves to show up in the world as that version of themselves. Um, And through our work together, through our time together, we kind of work through and alchemize the thoughts, the beliefs, the patterns, the ways of being that are actually keeping you from becoming your highest self. So If you have been listening to this show and are feeling deeply connected to the work that I do, as well as your own journey thus far, and you're looking for a way to further integrate it, whether that integration includes um, your previous experiences or current experiences with plant medicine or not, that is also another angle that I love to explore and support my women with in my one-on-one container. And so if you are curious about this opportunity and want to have further conversation with me, click the link in the show notes of this episode and apply. It's a short application that just lets me know, hey, Kayla, I want to learn more about your one-on-one experience. Uh, might be something that I'm looking to make a part of my spiritual journey and I would be absolutely honored to support you in that way. 
Thank you so much for listening to and receiving today's episode. If the transmissions of this episode resonated with you, be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating. It means so much to me and everyone involved. To stay connected with me and get in on any upcoming offerings that I have, be sure to follow me at Kayla Bruton on Instagram. So much love to you. Talk to you on the next episode. Thank you.